Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Community Matters here on 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Cordishi. Glad that you could join us on this Saturday morning. Community Matters, of course, is the show that comes your way each and every weekend and keeps you up to date and in tune with many of the great things that are happening in and around our communities here in the state of Rhode Island, in eastern Connecticut, and in southeastern Massachusetts. And with the holiday season upon us, we are happy to be joined by someone who has joined us on the show before. She is the host of Animal Talk on PBS and online. Karen Kalunian is our guest. Good morning, Karen. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, it's great to speak with you again, Karen. Well, as I mentioned, the holiday season is upon us. And one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you this morning is because the holiday season might be a great time for many of our listeners to consider maybe adopting a pet as a present. Can you talk a little bit about that? Do pet adoptions go up at this time of year? And then as kind of an added question, what is the pet adoption process like? Well, first, let's address your first question, because, you know, there's a lot of back and forth with the school of thought of adopting a pet as a present if you will. You know, it's a very busy time of the year, first of all, for most families with extra people in the house, you know, the tree, the presents, the lights, the food, the activity. So it's really a quite a difficult time to bring home a new pet. It can be overwhelming for them, first of all, just to get adopted, never mind come into a new environment with new people, new smells, new schedules, all of that stuff, and then add on top of it the activity of a holiday. So this has been sort of a controversial thing because, of course, shelters and rescues want their animals to get adopted, but they've been trying to sort of devise a new way of looking at it. They're thinking maybe put together like some sort of a pet voucher, almost like, say, a gift certificate, if you would put it that way, and then maybe wrap up some items that you would get for the new pet, whether it be a collar, a leash, some toys, some treats, and present that 
if it's for a child, you know, if you wanted to surprise the child. Everybody sees, you know, the wonderment of a child getting a kitten or a puppy for Christmas, and it all looks wonderful, and it is, believe me. It's the greatest gift of all to have a companion animal in your home, but it's also about the timing of it for not only the pet, but for the family. So they are, of course, pushing adoptions and wanting folks to consider adopting, but also think about the timing and the consideration of the family and or the person that you're considering doing this for. So sort of think about it in that respect. And I would actually tell people if they've seen an animal that they're thinking about adopting, speak to that specific rescue or shelter themselves and see how they feel about it. That's sort of, you know, in my experience over the years, it's best to sort of wait through the holiday season and then go as a family. And if you're thinking about it, it's best to all sit down and talk about it because there's a lot to consider when adopting a pet, as you can imagine. You know, it is a lifetime commitment for that animal and they need to make sure that everybody is on board and whoever is getting the animal, if it's for a family member, you're thinking about maybe getting some companion animal for your mom or something, make sure that she is on board and she can afford it and she actually wants a pet. You know, it's really a lot to add a family member to your home. Yeah, and I love that And then idea. you asked me about the process, right? Yep. The adoption process. Yes. Every shelter and rescue is sort of the same. So first of all, there are animal shelters where you can actually go in and visit. They're a brick-and-mortar facility. We have many of those in the state, municipal and or nonprofit. And then there's also rescues that are just completely foster-based, where they have multiple animals in foster homes that are up for adoptions, and they hold events at different places. So it's really sort of about how you want to approach that. You can go to an adoption event. There's multiple places throughout the state that they hold them, and you can look at the animals that way, or you can go into an actual shelter and look at the animals that way. So it's really up to you, however you want to approach it. And then once you do that, you obviously have to fill out an application. And it seems like people say to me all the time, it's so difficult to adopt. But I know that being involved in this industry for so long These animal shelters and rescues want to make sure that they're doing their due diligence to make sure that the animal is going to be a good fit for the people and to make sure that the people are good for the animal. So it's really about getting the best homes for these animals. Once the application is filled out and reviewed and you supply any document that you might need to, say, in other words, you have a cat already, they need to know that that cat is up to date on their shots and spayed and neutered because you're going to be bringing another animal into your home. So there is a bit of a process, but once you get through the process and you get to look at the animal of your choice and hopefully bring that animal home, like I said at the beginning of this, there's really no greater gift. So that's sort of it in a nutshell. And those things are questions if people ever have, they can always reach out to me at Animal Talk and I'll happily guide them through the process and hopefully even connect them with an animal. So I love your idea of maybe wrapping up, if you're planning on adopting a dog or a cat, maybe some dog toys or cat toys and a a collar or a leash or something like that. And I think that helps educate maybe the child that you want to adopt a pet for about the importance of adopting a pet, right, and rescuing them from an animal's shelter. I want you to talk about your show on PBS and on Facebook and online, of course. What exactly do you discuss on Animal Talk? I would imagine it's things like we're talking about right now. Absolutely. 
Animal Talk is all about animals, obviously. And yes, we talk a lot about animals, all types of different animals. And, and the whole premise of the show is just to bring our animal community in Rhode Island to light for a lot of people that might not understand what goes on sort of behind the scenes at different rescues and or sanctuaries. I like to really find out more about what people are doing to help our animals here in Rhode Island. And I'll tell you, for the smallest state, I say we have the biggest heart for animals. You can't even imagine what some people do and how they keep themselves going day after day to care for the animals. We've recently visited a sanctuary, West Place Animal Sanctuary, and it's incredible the work that they do there just to watch, you know, just the daily feedings. You can't even imagine And those are farm animals. And so that was just an incredible place. And folks can go visit there themselves. I don't think a lot of people understand that there are even places like that, that they can take their family and go see farm animals, animals that have been rescued from some really tough situations and given a great chance at life, a second chance, I like to say. And it's the same with our rescue world and shelter world in Rhode Island. People are just doing amazing things and giving their heart and soul to these animals to try to give them a chance. It's really difficult right now, you know, with after COVID was a tough thing for a lot of animal shelters and animals and then, you know, tacking the economy and things like that. People want to have pets, but it's difficult to afford. But, you know, many places are trying to help people with that. And there's just, I, I mean, we could go on forever, Scott. I really encourage people to check out the series on Rhode Island PBS. And, you know, we're always looking for new places to go and visit. If someone has a great idea, please let me know because we'll be the first ones there to check it out. And how about supporting your show? If people donate to PBS, can they directly support your show? Talk to us about that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, PBS is just a a great resource for us here in Rhode Island. They do a wonderful job and they are always looking for donations. And I'm sure if someone wants to send in a donation just to support Animal Talk, they can absolutely do that. I would visit their website and, you know, just check it out there. There's a spot there to donate. And you can also, while you're there, you can look at some of the different segments that we've done on Animal Talk and see, you know, see what it's all about and see how you can help because places are always looking for volunteers. I tell people, if you can volunteer, great. And, you know, a lot of people, Scott, think, oh, I've got to go in and work directly with the animals. No, if you don't want to work directly with the animals and you just want to volunteer your time, there's so many different things you can do. You can just do basic stuff, you know, collect newspaper. Every shelter needs newspaper. You Mm -hmm. could, you know, do a little donation drive yourself, ask people for basic cleaning supplies, paper towels and soaps and hand soaps and hand sanitizers. They need all of that stuff, too. So there's just so many ways you can help. Not everybody has the means to donate monetarily all the time, but if you can donate your time or maybe you're good at taking pictures. Look, you know, I take pictures just about every day of animals when I'm out with Animal Talk. They're always looking for people to do fun stuff like that. Someone that's creative that can do stuff online. It all helps because it's all about promoting these animals to get the word out. You talked about donating to PBS, and that website is ripbs.org for anybody that might be interested. In terms of donating either your time or monetarily or with supplies to an animal shelter, what's the best way for people to go about that? Just seek out their local animal shelter or the one nearest them? Yes. I always tell people try to 
check with the one that's closest to you. You know, again, sometimes that might be a municipal shelter and they might have different criteria to work in a city shelter as opposed to a nonprofit, but you can check the one that's closest to you first. And then if that doesn't work out, you know, just keep looking. Honestly, there are so many. Always reach out to me. I will absolutely try to help you get involved in a shelter if that's what you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. Animal talk. I'm everywhere. (laughs) I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. So just reach out to me on any of those social media platforms. And I will also give you my email. Um, If anybody's interested in emailing, they can email animaltalk1920 at gmail.com, and I'm sure that will be attached to anything that we do here today. So my producer, Laura Minacucci, she does a lot of homework before these shows, and she sent me an article from Johnston Sunrise, an article that you were quoted in, as a matter of fact, about Hillary Gillender, if I'm pronouncing her last name properly, mm-hmm. and she has fostered about 225 dogs over the last six years or so, and you talked in that article about the need for more people to foster pets like Hillary. My question to you is this. About seven years ago, we wanted to get a dog for our kids. And so our first move was to go to our local animal shelter in East Providence. Now, unfortunately, when we went, they did not have a large selection of dogs. And I think most, if not all of them, were pit bulls. And that wasn't what we were looking for. But I have to tell you, I knew nothing about, you know, foster pet owners and things of that. I didn't know where else to look. We were like, okay, the shelter doesn't have anything. I guess we need to go to a pet store. So that's what we did. How do you find out about all the different shelters or resources to adopt a pet? Really, in this day and age, social media is the way to go. They're all over the place. But there's also a list of shelters through the Department of Environmental Management for the state of Rhode Island. They keep a list of all the animal shelters. So, you know, if folks are so inclined to go that route just to find out where their local shelter is. But I mean, I'm sure if you go to your city's website, any of the cities in Rhode Island, they list their municipal shelters there. I mean, I know it's a lot for folks that might be a little bit older with the social media because, you know, not everybody is as savvy. So I would just check with your local city officials to find out, you know, where you can go see pets that way. And if you go into the city shelter, like you went to East Providence, and I know the folks at East Providence, they do an amazing job there. Generally, if you don't see what you're looking for there, they might even suggest if you said to them, gee, do you know where else we could go looking? I'm sure they would help. I know some shelters even hand out lists of other shelters. You know, having been involved with the Heart of Rhode Island for many years, we would provide folks with a list. If they came in and they were looking for a specific type of dog, something small, something a little bit older, and we maybe didn't have that, we would say, here's a list of some shelters that might be able to help you. And again, that's part of the work that I do with Animal Talk is promote animals all over the state. And I don't just do social media. I do a lot of print media. Like you said, you just mentioned the article in Johnston Sunrise. So every week in the Johnston Sunrise, the Warwick Beacon, the Cranston Herald, we do print as well. So every week there's an adoptable animal in there. And there's a list of other places I do too. I don't want to just take up too much time with that. But every week in the Providence Journal, we have an adoptable pet. And my information is always attached to that. So say you see a cat in the Providence Journal and you say, gee, I really wasn't interested in a cat. I'm more looking for a dog. My information is there and people can reach out to me because I visit 
lots of shelters all over the state, and I'm in contact with people all over the state about adoptable animals. And most of the time, I can sort of guide you through that process. It is so, difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, so Laura did send me also a link to the Johnston Sunrise this week, and the adoptable pet this week featured is a cat named Nebula, a two-year-old tabby with a beautiful striped coat of gray and chocolate brown. So that's a great resource for people to go and look to find out, you know, maybe they might stumble upon exactly what they're looking for in terms of an adoptable pet. Karen, to bring this full circle, at the very beginning of the show, you said, you know, if anybody has questions, they can contact me at Animal Talk. What's the best way for people to contact you? They can certainly email me, and I will repeat the email again. It's a little bit long, but it is simple. It's animaltalk1920 at gmail.com. And they can reach out on any of my social media platforms. Again, it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And I do my very best to get back to them generally within a 24-hour period because I know when people reach out for animals, it's frustrating when they don't hear back for, you know, days or a week. Then they start to say, oh, well, I tried, I emailed, I this, I that. So I do my very best to get back to people as quickly as possible and, you know, give them my thoughts and ideas and how they can go about adopting and where they can look for what they are particularly looking for. And we do everything, Scott, you know, not just cats and dogs. We can help you with birds and rabbits and guinea pigs and hamsters and you name it. We can direct you to the right place. Perfect. Perfect. That's Animal Talk on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you want to email Karen directly, animaltalk1920 at gmail.com for any questions you might have. Well, Karen, thanks so much for joining us. Happy holidays to you and your family and look forward to speaking to you again down the line. Thank you so much, Scott, and I wish everybody a happy holiday, and if they do adopt, we appreciate it so much. We just ask that they do it with a lot of thought in mind for both their family and or the pet. Thanks again. Terrific. That's Karen Kalunian, host of Animal Talk on PBS and online, our guest here on Community Matters. My thanks to Karen for joining us this morning. Thanks to my producer, Laura Minacucci, as always, and most of all, thanks to you for tuning in. My name is Scott Credici. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition of Community Matters with your host, Scott Cordishi. If your group or organization would like to be part of the show, email us at communitymatters at weei.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.